This episode is supported by ED Wine Company. If you're located in the GTA, Hamilton, Kitchener, or Guelph, you need to check out ED Wine Company. Sommelier Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wine and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. So check them out on Instagram at edwineco or go to edwine.ca to sign up for either a monthly delivery like Shane and I get or just a single wine package, whatever works best for you. When you sign up, make sure to use the promo code thisfamilytree10 to get 10% off your order. Again, that's edwine.ca and thisfamilytree10. But Alex. Yeah, Shane. Let's do a date night. Hello everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane. I put the T's in floaties. And I'm the one. Who flushes the toilet for me. <laughs> I hate you. Well, now you gotta say welcome to date night. So, when, when Alex was doing the ED wine read, I kept cracking up thinking just about you reading that line because, um, you know, we had a funny text exchange this morning. <laughs> Why are we getting into this? <laughs> okay, let's taste the wine. Let's taste the wine okay. and then we'll talk. All right, yeah. so each week, Shane and I crack open a bottle of wine that we have never tried that we get in our ED wine subscription and we try to guess the... <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> You're like a kid. And we try to guess the tasting notes. We are no good yet, but I feel like we're getting there. We're getting to a point where we can guess one or two things correctly. So Shane... Cheers, babe. Yeah, if you but can... what wine is this? Well, yeah, we always say the wine before I'm we. Cheersing sit. first. Let me cheers. Look into my Don't eyes. Don't pretend give a, you know the structure of the give show. Give a good cheers. All right, so I opened this bottle up. I will say what five hours ago, just to let it get some air. See what that did to it. We are drinking Fita Preta Vino Tinto uh, Alantejano 2018. Okay, so, so I just hope everyone that. has a pen handy and wrote that okay, down. Okay, I can say again. So we are drinking Fita Preta Vino Tinto. Alentejano 2018. So this is not available in store. You have to get it directly through a winery or through ED Wine subscription service. But what do you think on a first sip? Smooth. I think it's super. That's what, Shane. That's you're in my brain. That's exactly what I was gonna say. This is the Michael Jackson of wines, <laughs> <laughs> without all the problematic uh, behavior. But potentially, I don't know. <laughs> he seems to have. Uh, that is delicious. It is so smooth. It's yeah. like velvety, yeah. Yeah. Okay, smelling it, I have a hard time. I can't tell what's in the smell. You're sniff drinking it. So as you're sniffing it, I'm watching you, you're drinking it at the same time. Are you not allowed to sniff drink? No, sniff it and then drink it. Okay. But get get a good whiff first. Yeah. And then say what's in it before you even sip it. I can't. It almost ta- it almost smells like alcohol. Like not alcohol, but like grapey wine. Alcohol. You, you are getting better at this. <laughs> it tastes like grapey wine. <laughs> I, I see. Mm. I, I don't think you're wrong there. It's like a bit of an alcohol note on the smell, but then when you taste it, are there like black currants? Like it's like dark. You know what I mean? Like my dark problem fruit? when it comes to black currants is I don't know what a currant is currently. Blackberry. I don't really eat blackberries. See, I like this because it tastes like. The other wines that I tend to really gravitate towards, There's which I think are oaky, oh, sorry. whether it's red or white, I think we both gravitate towards oaky wines, whether we know it or not. And this kind of has that. It has like, there's a paint, it's hard to describe, but there's a paint thinnery taste to it, but a really smooth paint thinner that's easy to drink. I love it. I think it's beautiful. Okay. So I'm going to read the notes that uh, Elizabeth Davies, the sommelier has given us with the wine. Wood. Well, I'm going to say wood. Wood? That, that's... 
good. I think that's a like good not yeah, like, oak, but like, yeah, but like wood. And it's like kind of earthy. Well, well, well. This is delicious. Admittedly, when I was about to taste this wine, I was really hoping it would be a winner. Was I ever happy when I took my first sip? This is a Portuguese blend of 40% Aragonese, 30% Alicante Boucher, and 30% Trincadaria. These are all grapes that are native to Portugal that we don't see on store shelves too often. The tannins are firm yet elegant, and I think that's the smooth paint thinnery thing that you're describing, right? Yes, I'm right. <laughs> exactly. The fruit is blackberry, black raspberry, plum cherry. The nine months in oak helped add a little tobacco and spice. To top it off, there's a touch of rose and twig in there too. Ah, it's twig wood. Was I right? Twig is wood. Twig babe. is made of wood. This medium-bodied wine has so much going on, but executed in a really delicate way. I enjoy this wine with food and couldn't stop remarking how impressed I was. What do you think? Oh, it pairs well with food. Oh, mm. I like that. The very broad pairing there. Yeah, we have uh, eaten our food. Well, we can eat a dessert later. Oh, we will do that, yeah. But this is beautiful. What do you think, Shane? It's very nice. Yeah, really, I really like this one. This is a keeper. We, Shane and I keep all of the tasting notes for the wines that are like total winners. That we and love. We, we put them in a special drawer. Yeah, so at the end of the year, our plan is to try to get our hands on each bottle so that we can have just like a December extravaganza. Yeah, so just to talk about what we were talking about up the top. Oh, right, we want to get we back into people that. Hang. Right. So Alex has a habit of leaving... <sighs> floaties in the toilet which any married couple knows what i'm talking about so there's no delicate way to word it it's they're little pieces of poop that aren't flushed and usually the toilet isn't flushed because we don't want to wake the children i've never really left a floaty but alex you tends have to, so i probably have i've you, counted maybe between five and eight in our relationship wow that's weird uh, <laughs> that you know it in that range that's strange so i was like I walked up to go to the washroom today and whew, there was like a lot like to, to even uh. say, and I was just like, Alex, like I can't even go to the washroom there. Could you please flush? And you're, you start going into like we only have three <laughs> bathrooms. So you start going like three bathrooms is a lot. But I mean, it's only three in terms of checking. All of a sudden I'm on the I'm doing a work call. <laughs> I'm on the phone. It's a serious work project I have to do. And I start laughing in the middle of it and i have to explain <laughs> they go why, why are you laughing I go, oh wait a second you told them well just i'm like yeah i'm like there was there was poop in the toilet <gasps> and i told alex to flush it for me i didn't say it was yours yeah and, and alex just messaged me where's the shit <laughs> i can't find it <laughs> And I'm like, what? Where can you find it? So then I like get off the phone and I'm like, Alex, do you need help? And then you're like, I found it. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm assuming it was me only because you said it wasn't you. Although I have no recollection of it being me. Okay, Shaggy. <laughs> you left the floaties in the toilet. <laughs> it wasn't me. But uh, yeah, I don't think it was me. But it probably was. However, I think it was like a middle of the night thing after changing the baby's diaper, feeding the baby. And I just honestly mm -hmm. like don't remember. I was like sleep pooping, yeah. I guess. So you changed Betty's diaper and you were like, oh, this Shane, gives me an idea. Oh, my God. Okay, you got to edit out that noise. It's so gross. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Is this the time of our life? If not, when would you describe the time of your life as being? Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, I think though that every phase, call me an optimist, but I think every phase of your life can be the new time of your life. And I want to live saying... What if you're in prison? Well, I'm not planning on going to prison. But if you were in prison, you wouldn't say that was the time of your life. Well, I don't know. You could be like, well, this is my time to read books and get fit. This is the time of my life. No other obligations. You know what I mean? And you kind of just find the reason that it is the time of your life. And no two times are the time of your life for the same reason. So I'm hoping, because this has been the way it's been. It's been. every year, I feel like this is the year. This is it. And... It's, it's fun and I hope that for like every decade or, you know, however we want to count time. But I think there's something new and exciting and a, something that you can't get in any other time period as you get older. And like I'm just, I'm excited for it all. Like I think this right now that we are living, you and I personally, I think this is the time of our life in a sense. Just like I thought when you and I were in our dating phase and going out all the time and doing like really exciting stuff, I thought that was the time of our life for different reasons. But I really dig this phase and it's so fun. What do you think? Yeah, for me, I think the time of your life is when you're really in the thick of things. Mm -hmm. And it's a time when actually during it, you don't appreciate it. But in hindsight, you look back and you're like, oh man, that was so much fun. And I think that with like high school, like Mm -hmm. really stressful times in high school, you look back and it's funny. But my early to late 20s, I don't think it was the time of my life. I think it was just... It was almost even more Groundhog day e mm. than it is right now in the sense every weekend I would do the same thing. I Go would out. Pre-drink, do this. And yeah. it was going through the routine. But right now it's like running around with the kids, working. Every minute's a roller coaster. And it's just, it's so chaotic. It's borderline like comical <laughs> that when I stop and look back, I'm like, oh, this is, these are the days of my life. This mm-hmm. is the time of my life. Yeah. No, I, I very much feel like for those same reasons always being busy chaotic but it's like every single day there's even if there's a hundred things to get stressed at and be like and throw your hands up and you know defeat there's a thousand things to laugh at or smile at and think fondly of and it's like you think of you and I at bedtime every night right like we kind of decompress and keep it pg alex (laughs) talk about our day and you know we look at pictures that I take when I'm playing with the girls and you're working or whatever and we go through it all and it's like we're already, sorry, we're more nostalgic all, about hours ago. Yeah. So I can't imagine what that feeling will be like, especially when the kids are older and we're reminiscing about these times when, you know, Betty was learning to stand up and Lucy was saying stupid things like, see, stupid. I just said it. I got to cut it out of my vocabulary. Lucy said we we're outside today. A big gust of wind came and she goes, stupid wind. And I was like, where did you learn that? I'm thinking. And there I go. Stupid. I got to get that. Get rid of it. It's a bad word anyway. And do you think you'll outlive me? Yes. Even with the lupus? Even with the lupus. I think maybe because of the lupus. Lupus is your superpower. Yeah. Maybe they'll just give me these like wildly amazing meds eventually when science catches up and it'll just superpower me. Will you get a hearing aid to save our marriage? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I tried. What do you mean you tried? Well, last week. Okay, Macy Gray. (laughs) A lot of musical references in this one. Uh, But last week I called my dad because you were kind of, you had it up to here with my hearing. And to put it lightly. Oh my goodness. Alex cannot hear. She's in denial. And it's just, it's not, 
equal hearing. And I think our relationship needs equal hearing. Well, I tried to get one. I asked my dad if he could put me in touch with somebody who was like, oh, I got people that will give you one to sample. But then they wouldn't give me one to sample. Why wouldn't they give it to you? I guess they wanted me to purchase it first. Because like, I, I wanted to see if it made a difference and if think, I enjoyed it. Who would think they wouldn't let you return inner, <laughs> inner ear devices? <laughs> No, this one, I don't like it. No, this it's covered one, in wax. This one was actually an over-ear one because they make over-ear uh, hearing aids that are so teeny now. And it, yeah, it just, it seems like nothing to wear, but it's like... So it's not happening. Well, I think if I get one, I'm, I'm going to try this little over-ear one because it's yeah. so teeny. Drop the stigma with it. You're just scared to. And you're no, in denial. I'm not. I'm not. I just, I don't think it's bad enough yet, but I, I'm not scared of stigma. I'm not in denial. If it's bad enough where it's ruining our marriage. I think that you're being picky. I've had, I've lived with lots of people in my life. I've never been like, you have a hearing problem. Well, because none of them were on the cusp. And I think because I'm not on the cusp, but because I have a problem, even if it's minor, you're picky. What is the closest thing to real magic? Rainbows, I guess. <laughs> 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 you don't think rainbows that's like it's so cool they're just there it's all different colors beautiful they blend in together it the, the shape the fact that the shape is always the same and it's so cool like i, I know it could be explained by science but even though I, I know the science kind of behind it my brain is still in awe every time i see one that is the closest to magic rainbows are so freaking cool I was going to say our love and the <laughs> feeling you get when you're in love. But uh, yeah, I guess steam is cool. <laughs> steam, snowflakes. Yeah, steam. Well, uh, alcohol is pretty magical. Like if you're getting that woozy feeling, it's neat. Okay, what was your first actual answer though? Just the idea that you can uh, rub your genitals together and produce a child nine months later. <laughs> That's that's like we take that for granted. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's part of life. And then it's like, wait, why? What are we doing? <laughs> like, we're just acting like this is all normal. And this is the strangest thing ever. Like, what's going on right now makes no sense. Mm -hmm. See, I was trying to find something other than like the miracle of life, like childbirth and making the kid and growing a kid. I was trying to think of something <laughs> other than that because that is so wondrous if I'm going to get. <laughs> Alex really thought outside of the box when she said rainbows. Anyone else would have said the miracle of life. Rainbows for Alex, man. She's different. <laughs> rainbows. Rainbows are cool. Yeah, They're definitely. Amazing. Yeah. It's, it's just like rainbows and kids. They're both cool. Butterflies too are neat. Yeah, yeah, but they have wings. So mm -hmm. it's like you get the mechanics of that. I can already hear people subscribing to a different podcast right now. <laughs> Everybody knows date night's the fun one. Yeah, it's fun. Who's the messiest person you know? You. You know what? What? You're the messiest person I know. <laughs> you are. And I often, I, I, I battle with this in my head. I go, who's messier? Because in certain ways, I'm definitely messier than you. And in other ways, you can't be beaten. Yeah, you're messy in a lot of ways. Um, I know and that. I notice, it's funny, it's funny, sorry, it's funny because in my brain, I think, I know it's close in a lot of regards, but I think you take the cake for being messier. See, I think really? I'm more disorganized, but I think you're messier. Wow. That's a tough debate. Okay, explain. How am I messier? Shane, you're messy in the sense that, like, if we're all eating lunch together, you will eat your lunch out of, Shane always eats a beef bowl. So you eat your beef <laughs> bowl, and then you put your 
be empty beef bowl. You just leave it on the Stop table. Stop saying beef bowl. <laughs> People know what was in the bowl, okay? There was beef. And you leave your bowl Folded. on the table and then just go into your office after lunch. And it's like, you don't even, like the sink is literally four steps away. You could just take it and rinse it out, but you don't rinse it out. And then you have like cups and bowls and things in your office. And it's like, just bring it to the kitchen and rinse it out. Cause then it's just so much harder to clean because yeah. everything gets stuck to the. Cause I remember when I first met you and I went to your bedroom when you lived with your parents mm -hmm. and your room shocked me. There was clothes everywhere. Like it was so high. It was taller than me. I, I'm six foot, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have uh, like I'll just let clothes sit on my floor and it doesn't bother me. And I know that's not good, but it doesn't bother me. Even to this day, it doesn't make you uncomfortable. No, like if it's in our room other than in the dirty clothes area, then it makes me clutch phobic. Mm -hmm. But if it's in the dirty clothes area, then it doesn't make me uncomfortable, no. Well, the whole room's become a dirty clothes area. <laughs> it has not. It looks good right now. What's the most useless talent you have? When do you break it out? Mm. Speaking Japanese a little bit and I break it out at parties. Well, it's a party right now. Let's hear some. Okay. Because I remember just a little digression. We, I was at a party with all your friends and one of your friends, I forget who, they were like, what do you like about Alex? You know, she's this, she's ambitious. She, Hey, she speaks Japanese. And then they were like, she does not speak Japanese. Yeah, that friend was jealous of my educational career because she had dropped out of school by that point. And uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say. I didn't say, name the friend. <laughs> I said I didn't know who it was. Like No, but uh, yeah, they just they didn't know because I wasn't hanging out with that person during my university years. And I mean, I know like a couple phrases now, but I used to be able to fluently speak in basic Japanese. So like, I couldn't speak in flowerly language, but I was fluent let's at hear that point. You were fluent? In basic Japanese, yeah. Hmm, I don't know. I, th I feel like you can't say fluent in basic <laughs> I speak fluent, <laughs> basic, broken English. <laughs> no, but like um, my grammar was correct, everything like that. I just didn't have a massive vocabulary. You know what I mean? Okay, well, just give me one sentence. Okay. Watashi wa Arekusu-san daisuki biru nomimasu. What did you say there? My name is Alex, and I like to drink beer. Wow. <laughs> no, that's good. Anything else to say? Mm, if you are Japanese and my accent was off, I am sorry. It's been over a decade. What is your most useless talent and when do you break it out? I would say, what's my most useless talent? Oh, yeah, I'm really good at NBA Jam. You are good at NBA Jam. You what? You almost won a tournament for it right before quarantine, right? Yeah, I'm, I would say I'm one of the best players in the world. And I, I, In I, the world? Yes. Like, I definitely think right now I'm one of the top 50 living players. That's a huge statement to make, Shane. Well, I went to a tournament with all the best players in Canada I went to, and even some people from the States. Yeah, but I, like I people came, were... I came in fourth place. Yeah, but people were flying out for, like from other places? Yes, yes 100%. Okay. And one of the guys who was there who won it, he's considered the best in the world. Mm. He, so he was first. I came in fourth. You have no idea how intense this competition was. <laughs> Well, I know only from you recounting it to me, but... So what I did to practice for this tournament, I had guys I knew growing up who were considered really good. I had them come to my house and I beat them all by like 80 points every game. Yeah. And these were guys who were considered really good. And I was, I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to win. Then when I got to the tournament, I played some exhibition games before the tournament actually begun. And I beat the guy who came in third place. Then he, then he figured me out and he beat me. But point is, I'm a really great NBA Jam player. And uh, 
Papa shot. Oh my goodness. You're really good at Papa shot. And I think you can break that out more easily than NBA Jam. Here's the thing that kills me. Toronto, a couple years ago during the Raptors playoff run, mm. this is not the one when they won the championship. This is the one before that. They had this citywide Papa shot competition. And I came in fourth place. Third place got 500 bucks. Second place got 1500 And first place got 5000 That's insane. That's amazing. But I got nothing because I came in fourth. Well, you should have been better, babe. I know. I mean, and it's it, nobody's okay, fault but yours. Okay, listen to this though. They had they cut off the time at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. So there's this lineup, and at five they're supposed to cut people off. This kid, because I'm I'm standing around waiting to get collect my money because I because <laughs> I worked right around the corner from when they where they yeah. had it, and they let the kid in at 5:05. That is baloney. Did he know the people? No. I they just like- thought, oh, he was in line. He was standing there. I'm like, the five is the cutoff. See, time. if he was in line though. That, I don't care. It's not allowed. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You just should have been better so that you weren't even in consideration for third place. You should have been good enough to be first or second. Anything else is just, you know, okay, you it's my, it's my hidden talent, though. And I'm actually very proud of that. And my favorite place to go is Tilt in Toronto to mm. play Papa Shot. And that's where I'm going to have my 40th birthday on May 12th in two years from now. If anyone wants to show up, you are invited. <laughs> Who's the most interesting person you've ever met? I don't have a good answer for that right now. Hmm. I was secretly hoping you were going to say me. I was, I was, I was preparing to be flattered. <laughs> I was like, is she going to say me? Aw. What would you say me? You're interesting. You're not the most interesting person. Who's the met. most interesting? Probably Robert Escula. Mm, he's interesting. J.R. Diggs is interesting too. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just such a different type of personality. So Jared Diggs is a guy who gave me my start in television. I was obsessed with him when I was young. He had like a kind of like a cable accessy style show, but it was aired nationally in Canada before Saturday Night Live. But he paid for his own airtime, which has since become illegal unless you're selling things like a mm-hmm. home shopping network type of thing. But he would just have a comedy show, like a kind-hearted tom green style show i would guess i would call it and i ended up emailing him he hired me and right off the bat when i met him he told me he was 28 years old because i I said i go you're 28 right i just tried to guess his age how how old were you so i was 18 when i was interning for him 21 when i finally got my first paycheck from him but i asked him his age and he said he was 28 turns out he was older than that (laughs) but It, it was just interesting. Like he was very mysterious about everything. He almost seemed like not asexual, but it just seemed I couldn't I couldn't figure him out at mm. all. Like he never got angry. His is just his whole vibe was so different, and he laughed at everything. Like it was just an interesting vibe all the time. No, he is a very interesting dude. Former pod guest on this. Yeah. If you, if you ever want to learn more about him. We, geez Louise, I'm still trying to think of somebody. So it's not me for sure. eh? You know more interesting people? (laughs) Me? I feel like you've told me I'm the most interesting person you met. You are incredibly interesting. But but now you're you're changing it here because on the mic. Well, Shane, I don't remember telling you that. Well. I probably have. You were at least three or four sheets. (laughs) I do think you're super interesting, but I'm just trying to think if I have a better answer than that and because i've met so many interesting people but honestly right now i'm just i'm pulling a blank and i can't access those areas of my brain i'll tell you one of the most least interesting answers get out of here where's the worst smelling place you've ever been i'll i can start now for me it was the washroom this morning (laughs) i hate you i hate you (laughs) you're the worst i'm Um, the worst the worst smelling is that actually a question yes 
Oh, geez. That's weird. Okay. One of those little elevators in Las Vegas that brings you up to the next level in the walking area. It was like, it just smelled so much like pee and vomit. And it was in a little elevator and that was disgusting. And that was the worst smelling place I've ever been. Like I was having a physical reaction. I was gagging. What would be on the gag reel of your life? Oh, I think it would be very Benny Hill-esque. And it would just be me walking around real fast, that old British music. And just bumping into things or falling downstairs. Or... That's what I said. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Chumbawamba's tub thumping is playing yeah. and it's just you hitting your head <laughs> like it's i remember we we're uh, running through the airport once <laughs> oh my god <laughs> my whole family was there so your your family loves like blazing through airports like so fast <laughs> so like you they want to be as efficient as possible like i get it so there your dad's out like getting the rental car and your mom's getting the luggage and your brother's getting the stuff and you wanted to get Coffee. coffees. So you're like, wait here, I'm going to get the coffees. So you run and you get coffees for everyone and you're holding a tray of four <laughs> coffees and you're running and you just hit a pole. <laughs> a big concrete pole. It's because I was looking, there was a glass divider and I was looking through the divider at my family and I had the hot coffees in my hand and I walked straight into a pole. There was a thud. I fell onto the ground. Like I like walked so hard into it. It wasn't just like, oh, bump in, mm-hmm. ouch, keep walking. Went so hard into it that I totally fell backwards. Coffee, hot coffee, by the way all over my chest, gave me a mild burn on my chest. Oh my like I was God, red yeah. for ages. And then my eye, uh, I had a black eye for the next two weeks. And from, it sounds like I saw this, but I didn't. I was waiting in like a weird middle area because you ran back <laughs> yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay here. I didn't know how far the Starbucks <laughs> was away. 45 minutes went by. I go back to see what's going on. I'm worried. I'm like, um, was she kidnapped? Was she abducted? You are, you have like an ice pack on your head and there's coffee strewn everywhere on the ground. I'm like, oh no. There's people surrounding me like airport oh, yeah. workers. Yeah, like and tapping like... you on the back and everything, like asking you if you know your name. That was brutal, but my eye was terrible. And it was, it started off like the very first day, it was just like red and swollen. And then over the next week, it just got oh, ugly. Nothing is worse than being the husband of a woman who has a big black eye and going to like this was the time every sunday we'd go grocery shopping and like we'd have to make jokes but if you make a joke then it's like you're even more guilty i know it was tricky oh the looks i got well (laughs) you weren't getting looks were you i was i wasn't no i was i was getting tons what what would be your gag reel well Again, I'm I'm gonna stick to when I walked in the washroom this morning. Shane, like, no. <laughs> stop it! No, it would be a montage of me catching you in the, your floaties. I I'm going to divorce you uh, straight after this podcast. Well, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> this is the really dumbest question in the world. Oh. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? I know, I know. Alan. I thought like I thought you looked up relationship questions typically. <laughs> like, what is this? Where are you getting these? What did you type in today to find your questions? Well, I said funny questions to ask because, listen, we've done like 17 of these or something. So how many relationship questions can there be? I'm hoping that some of these spawn an, a little anecdote, like the last question, which was the gag reel, right? It's yeah. like seemingly nothing. All of a sudden, we're telling great stories about you in the airport. 
So do you have anything like, oh, oh like, sure I knew a chicken when I was young. <laughs> and then, you know. Well, I just, I think I'd try to think about how you would kill the elephant anyways with the chicken. How is that even possible? Like, do you just, I guess you'd have to get enough chickens to just crush the elephant, which would be so many chickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. How many chickens would it take? I don't to know, 5,000? Yeah, I think potentially more than that. Um, <laughs> Hard hitting. Would you rather be a professional athlete or an astronaut? No, this is a good question. Is it? Yeah, I'd go with professional athlete because you're not like risking your life by exploding uh, and you don't have to. I know like space programs are getting taken over by Elon Musk, so you don't have to work for like a psychopathic billionaire. Although I guess sports teams really are working for other psychopathic billionaires, right? The owners and things. But athletes, I mean... You go hard, and then you also get to play hard in your downtime. I don't know how much playing astronauts do. I know Chris Hadfield makes me feel like it's, like, super cool. And I bet it is super cool. And as much as I would like to check out space, it's just quite scary. Would you rather, the whole thing. Would you rather date an athlete or an astronaut? That's actually very tough. Pros and cons to each. Athlete might, I don't know, might have more money, you know, depending on how good they are, where they are mm-hmm. on their team, if they're a starter or not. Just showing where your uh, morals lie right up the bat. <laughs> we might have more in common too. You know, we get to play sports in our free time. Not saying that astronauts don't because they have to be in great physical shape. Uh, astronaut, I think we would bond over things that, you know, different things that we like to do. Maybe like reading or going to, going to the art gallery or something. I'm, again, making wild uh, generalizations Alex here. has read zero books in our entire relationship, <laughs> by the way. I just like to make that known. I used to read fervently like used to is the operative word there <laughs> me and astronauts will enjoy <laughs> reading together well then you know no dumb dumbs like okay michael jordan <laughs> but then i think that an astronaut of course my biggest fear and my biggest thing it's like athletes aren't always the most faithful in relationships right so oh you think an astronaut you think an astronaut's gonna get caught cheating in space i <laughs> I just got to make sure there's no other women on that ISS. But just kidding. Did you say ASS? ISS. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying like on Hadfield's ASS. Oh, no, the uh, International Space Station. So, but or on my husband's ASS. But do you know what's obviously. good about astronaut sex? What? It's out of this world. <laughs> and it gets hot. The closer you are to the sun. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> I think ultimately, you know what I'd want? Like SpaceX? The seventh man on a team. So if it's like a team, like a sport where there's like five people on at once, I'd want the seventh man between six and eight. So it's like they're good. They're making a decent salary. They're having fun. They feel needed, which gives them a lot of uh, meaning in life and in their career. But then they're not like hot shots, like totally that. Oh, in terms of like the lifestyle they lead and the traveling, I think the seventh man cheats more. You think? Yeah. Oh, Lou Williams. He's the sixth man of yeah. the year. He has two yeah, but girlfriends. He, but yeah, but they're, they know each other. They're open about that. Yeah, I know. But he needs that attention because he's the mm. sixth man. The really high profile players, they're a little scared because yeah. it, it makes the news if they, they fool around. Well, I'd also hope that they wouldn't just be scared, but they wouldn't all want to. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think all men are cheaty? All men in the NBA, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. 
there was just because I, I've heard stories and I was watching this, it was like an NBA documentary and there was one player and he, he refused to like step out of line or, or cheat or anything. And they just go on and on about this guy, how good he was. And I'm like, that, this is weird how much they're going <laughs> on about this one guy and they're making it seem like it's so anomalous. So I think it's rare. And you know, your dad sat beside a, like an NHL player on a plane once and mm-hmm. the whole time he just talked about his exploits. Yeah. So, you know, to your dad's dismay, like he, he thought your dad would be down with it. But I know. My dad doesn't even like hockey. <sighs> uh, but yeah, it's... I don't know. Women athletes, can they be faithful? I don't know. I don't know, but I haven't done enough uh, reading into it. What sports athlete would you... If you had to date a sports athlete, which sport would it be? Mm, tennis. And I don't just say that now because you're getting into it. But I think there's something hot about tennis players. Hmm. What about soccer? There's something hot about soccer players. Okay, last question here. What was your first computer game? Doom. Did you did you play that? Yes. Doom was the best. I used to play that. So in my old house, so this was before we even moved. So I must have been eight. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Your parents didn't allow you to watch television. Sitcoms weren't allowed. But they let you play the most violent <laughs> computer game ever made? Yeah, when we were eight, Jake. So Jake would have been like six. And we used to play Doom all the time. And your parents were cool with that? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but like we, we watched TV. We just didn't watch like sitcoms ever. This was quote unquote garbage TV, which I still agree with for the most part. Uh, Seinfeld's and, garbage? No, that was different. We were allowed to watch Seinfeld. That was the only one. What about Frasier? Frasier we'd watch sometimes too. What about Friends? No. Who's the boss? No. Ayo, OA. Is that with... Uh, is there a Tony guy in there? Yeah, Tony Alyssa Danza? Milano, former pod guest. And Tony Danza? Yes. Yes, and I've never seen it. It's a good show. It's not trash at all. No, I, you say that about so Boy many shows. Boy Meets World, great show. No. You don't know anything. Yeah, you... my friends used to watch that, and sometimes I'd be at my friend Samantha's house. She, we'd watch TGIF, and it was like Boy Meets World, all these other shows, and like they were so I couldn't get into them. Like Boy I just Meets felt like World. They were so dumb. Stop. You don't even know. Boy Meets World is like critically acclaimed. I couldn't get into it, babe. And the Wonder Years we need to watch. Yes, that's something I, I had not known anything about prior to our relationship. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you. Okay, what was, <laughs> what was, what was the question? Doom. But first Doom is game. your... your Doom computer. is allowed. Okay. What was uh, your first computer game? Minesweeper. Mm. Still, I, I still don't know one person in the world who knows how to play that game. Every time I think I know, I read something online and say, oh, no, that, that's wrong. Yeah, it, I, my way of playing it was just clicking it a bunch and seeing the clicks? longest I could go without exploding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane. Yes. Looks like that brings us to the end of this week's day night. And if you are listening, we would love it so much if you would go and give us a five-star rating. Give us a nice comment. It makes all the difference and brings a smile to our faces. But we want to say thank you for joining us for date night. Okay, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>